that um, they had their decorations up for Christmas. They had their they had their you know their their manger and Jesus and Joseph and Mary and they had the baby in the manger and all that and they had their tree up and everything and you know what you have to do after Christmas you have to take all the decorations down and so they're taking the decorations down they look under the tree and baby Jesus is missing and the the manger's missing and it became the case of the missing Jesus I mean where was he they didn't know where he was. And uh, amazing. Uh, the mother yells out, a thief came into our house and stole Jesus and took the manger. And they're all baffled by what, what happened uh, to the baby Jesus. Well, let me just tell you something. I'll tell you in a moment what happened to him. But as we look around the world, they may have the baby Jesus under the tree, but they've missed the baby Jesus. <laughs> They've missed who he really is. And he's gone missing for Christmas, hasn't he? And that's why I, I love these two verses that we're going to look at real quickly tonight because I know you guys want to get home, have your hot chocolate, be with family and everything, so I won't keep you long. It's only going to be another three hours. And um, amen. amen. There we go. Amen. I want you to look. Amen. Even the mouth of babes, I'm getting amen. This is beautiful. Unbelievable. I want you to look at a couple of verses here and just really when people ask you, so why did Jesus come 2,000 years ago? How did he come? And give me some reasons why he came. You can look at these two verses and see that. At Galatians chapter 4 and verses 4 and 5, it says this, But when the fullness of, of the time came, and I want you to think about when people think, so why did he come 2,000 years ago? Why didn't he just come now when we have all the cell phones and we could film him and, 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 and talk to him and interview him? Why was it 2,000 years ago? Well, here's the answer. God was preparing the world for Jesus. And at that time, 2,000 years ago, historically, if you really understand it, there was, it was simplified. Greek was the common language. It was a simple language to speak. So the language was simplified. The roads were simplified. The Romans got the roads going so people could share the gospel. But really, when you think about 2,000 years ago, people were fed up with religion. Are you fed up with religion? I am. But people are fed up with religion. Because there's these religious fakes out there and there were these scribes and these, these Pharisees that put all kinds of rules on the Jewish people. And, and, and the Gentiles had their pagan religions and they had all these religions, but really their gods never came through. And so the people were waiting for something and at the perfect time, at the appointed time, it says here, at the fullness of time, Christ came. At the exact moment that God wanted him to come. And here's the encouraging thing. Everyone says, when is Jesus coming back? You want to know when? At the exact moment that God wants him to come back. He's preparing the world for it. Get ready. He's coming back. And as, as he prepared the world back then, he's preparing the world. And Jesus did not come one minute too late. He didn't come one minute too early. He came at the exact time that was appointed by the Father. Now, how did he come? Did he come with a lightning, a bolt, and come down from heaven just like that? Boom! No. What does the text say? Look at this. When the fullness of time came, God sent forth his Son, 
Look at these next words. Born of a woman. Born of a woman. Henry likes that, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? You know what that means? Listen to this. Uh, Max Lucado wrote an, an interesting devotional called Just a Moment. And, and in this, he writes this. He says, heaven opened up and put her most precious one in a womb. The omnipotent made himself breakable. He who had a spirit became pierceable. Listen to this. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. And he didn't come in a flood of light or in an unapproachable thing like that. He came to a woman, a virgin. And when he was born, they heard the cries of a little baby. Here's a sleepy carpenter and a peasant girl who sees God. Think about that for a moment. Born of a woman, a virgin birth, fully God, without ceasing to be God, he became man. And he came upon this earth, and look at this, not only born of a woman, he was born under the law. You got to understand, Jesus was a Jew. He was born under the law. He had to fulfill the law. He fulfilled the law perfectly. He never sinned against the law. And not only part of, we don't understand this, but when he fulfilled the law, part of the law, there was a judgment for those who could not fulfill the law. So he became a curse under the law for us. And so not only is he born of a woman, he was born under the law. For what? What does the passage say? Right here. So that he might redeem those who were under the law. You want to know why Jesus came? He came to buy us out of the marketplace of sin, the slavery of sin, and to set us free. How many people now in Christmas are slaves to their sin? They grab the bottle because they don't know where else to go. They do the drugs because they don't know where else to go. They are entrapped in, in, in addictions and in sin and they have no way out. I'm here to tell you, Jesus came to free us from our sin. Doesn't mean we're not going to sin again, but we don't have to be slaves to sin anymore. He came to redeem us, to buy us out of the slavery of sin. He could have just stopped there. But don't miss this. Look what he did. That we might receive the adoptions as what? Sons. Now, I've seen a lot of families adopt people over the years. And adoption is a beautiful thing. When somebody who's in a part of a family that really doesn't want them or could care less about them, and all of a sudden this other family comes along and says, you know what, we want you. We want you to be a part of us. We want you to have the same last name. We want you to have the same privileges as us. We want you to have the same things as our family. Wow, that's a great thing. Don't you, isn't that wonderful? But here's where this breaks down. Spiritual adoption is a little bit different. Physical adoption, we can give them the name, the new relationship, and all that. But one thing we can never give them is our spirits. Yeah. 
But when God adopts us, he gives us his spirit. So now we can call him daddy. What a wonderful thought. You see, nobody is naturally born into the family of God. I only know one person in this room that was born a Christian. And that's my brother-in-law. He tells me he was a Christian his whole life. I don't know how to witness to him. You know why he was a Christian his whole life? His name is Christian. But let me just tell you this. Nobody is born a Christian. We are adopted into the family of God. And it says it right here in the passage. We receive that. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. We accept it. We receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. He came. He died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again. And all who receive Him will be adopted into His family. And now we have all the rights and privileges as a son. And we have His Spirit to call Him Daddy. So what happened to baby Jesus? The parents, they, 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 they knew. It must have been one of their kids that took him. And so they're walking by, and here's little Noah, the four-year-old, with baby Jesus in his hands. And he goes, baby Jesus, we're not going to put you in a box this year. I want you to stay with me all year long. Don't put Jesus in a box. He wants to be with us all year long. Not just on Christmas. He came. Why? When? At the right time. He came. Born of a woman. Born under the law. So that he can take us out of the slavery of sin. And guess what? Make us one of his children. Don't miss the reason for why Jesus came. He came for you. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful passage of Scripture. At the exact time that you wanted, at the appointed time, you prepared the world for your Son to come. Born of a woman, a virgin, a no-name, a poor woman, and yet, born under the law, he had to fulfill the law. And he perfectly did. He did everything that your law said. And he even paid the penalty for our sin on the cross. And he did that to redeem us, Lord. To take us out of the slavery of sin. We don't have to sin. We may sin. But we don't have to live trapped in our sin anymore. Thank you, Jesus. And he also came so that we would receive the adoption. So that we would be called your sons and daughters. Thank you so much for that. Father, I pray that this Christmas we wouldn't just see Jesus under a tree or Jesus in a box. We want Jesus in our hearts. And we want him to reign there. And so, Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that hasn't accepted Jesus, that tonight would be the night. That they would say, wow, I know about him, but now I want to really know him. I believe he died for me. I believe he was buried and rose again. 
I believe that he is the Lord of the universe. Come into my life and save me. And he will. He will. And if you have, remember the reason why he came. Remember how he came. And remember why he came. And live for him. We pray in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Would you please stand with us and sing birthday for a minute?